Welcome to Full Court Press on Missouri Women's Basketball. Welcome into episode five of Full Court Press on Missouri Women's Basketball. I'm Cameron Connor, joined by the Missourian beat writers for Mizzou Basketball, Shannon Belt and Nate Marcus. Guys, how's it going? How was the weekend? Are you enjoying that the weather is finally, at least hopefully for this week, pretty damn good throughout it? If I need to bring my winter coat back out again, I'm going to be extremely sad. Yes, extremely. extremely. I'm tired of being cold. I can't walk through it no more. It was just like one of those, even though it's a Monday, so yeah, we're getting back into the school grind and all that other routine stuff. Since it was so nice, that was the only uplifting thing I needed. You know, I was just yeah. like walking around, just kind of the head bobbing, strolling, listening to music. It definitely turned up the tunes a little bit more. But jumping right into things here for Missouri women's basketball, interesting, I want to I find the word that you guys described to use it, but I don't know, for me, interesting turn of events, interesting mix of events that turned out a lot better than it could have been. Is that is that a fair way to say it? I don't know. I used the word fun on Thursday. <laughs> and I guess the final result wasn't, but Sunday was. So it was just, like you said, it was an interesting week. Yeah, it's like one of those weeks where it's like something bad happened, but then something good happened. So it's kind of like, uh, it balances itself out. It kind of is like a 50-50 day to me, I would say. Or yeah. weekend or week for... The Tigers. Yeah, and of course, we know these events, and I'm sure for anyone else who follows Mizzou women's basketball closely, they're going to know what we're talking about, but we'll we'll save that one for a little bit later. We'll at least go through the recaps here real quick, because once again, mixed bag, no matter what, and yes, we'll talk about it later, we're mainly talking about the absence of Asia Blackwell in this, along with a mixture of other players in the mix that did not play last week's games, one in Columbia against Kentucky, that was the final home game of the season, the other one against Florida at number 15, Florida, in Gainesville, where they were able to get the ver- the victory. But going here to Columbia, Ryan Howard was great. Very great. <laughs> you had Dreyuna Edwards was even better with, with 30 points. That's That was just kind of an unfortunate string of events as well. That was a massive double-double for them to get. Even though we're going to get into the instances with Asia Blackwell and company later, it's at least clear to see that her absence was heavily missed against a team like that, yes? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I would say definitely on, like, the rebound rebounding standpoint, it was big. And just that would have been the perfect matchup. Asia Blackwell, Ryan Howard, mm-hmm. they didn't have that. So it, it, it did play into kind of the big, big loss, the loss for sure. Absolutely what Shannon said as far as, like, obviously the rebounding, but also the defense. Uh they had to put Mama Dembele on Ryan Howard. That's who started out on her. And, like, Mama's a great defender. She proved that on Sunday. She's proved it the whole season. But you can only do so much when you're 5'6", and you're guarding someone who's 6'2", yeah. and that's skilled. It just becomes a much more difficult process, and she picked up two quick fouls, and that kind of contributed to the first-quarter run that happened. So, yeah, it was just a tough circumstance for Missouri. Definitely a, a tough circumstance. Before we jump into more of the Missouri side of things against Kentucky, I want to focus on the Wildcats here, just for instance, because we were talking about it a little bit last week, the expectations that were coming on with Kentucky, this women's basketball team, into the season. They felt really short for a lot of that season compared to that. There was definitely some falters, and it looked like they were going to kind of kind of, kind of diminish a little bit, but then they've really started to blow things wide open recently. I'm pretty sure they're on either a six- or seven-game win streak. Is this kind of that team that we have that everyone in the SEC was expecting now and they might 
shake up things in the tournament a little bit now that it's here? <laughs> Absolutely. I think Kentucky, I mean, they have, if you want to say Aaliyah Boston's a better player than Ryan Howard, 50-50. Eh, not sure yeah. she's been great this season. But Ryan Howard is at worst the second best player in the conference. And if Daruna, Daruna Edwards is playing how she did against Missouri, they just present a very, very tough matchup for a lot of teams. They get Mississippi State during the win streak. They beat Mississippi State by seven the first, when they played on February 15th. And then if they win that, they'll get LSU. And LSU has been really good this year. But if they can get past, I, mean, I, th- I think they can get past LSU. I think they have the potential to make a big run in, the, in Nashville. Yeah, I agree. I actually decided to watch some of Kentucky's game against, uh, did they play Auburn? And I was just like, what did they play Auburn? I think yes, so. they were and up they by just, 20 at the half. Yeah, they was tearing them girls up. And I was just like, dang, that that's crazy because, like, yeah, talk about Ryan Howard. She's she's great, but then I don't know how to say her name. Edwards, like, she she's from Compton. So, I, of course, when I was looking through their roster, I was like, oh, okay, she's from Compton. Let me see what high school she went to. Didn't know the high school. But I was still like, Thing. like she she I, I wasn't expecting her she's like one of those like I don't know if you guys do this like look through the roster and just pick random people to look at just because so I looked and picked her and then she's just so happened to go crazy in, uh, against Missouri which was she was unstoppable really yeah I mean it, any college spectrum it doesn't matter men's women's 30 points in a game that that's dominance because yes. it, it's not like the professional set it's not like the professional sphere of things where 30 points from one of your best players is something that pretty normally happens no like 30 points is the equivalent of almost scoring like 50 or so in on the college level of things so when you have someone go off for a performance like that and you're not containing anyone else that being ryan howard it's going to be really hard to get anything done especially when you're missing one of your or your number one rebounder one of your number one scores and your main facilitator but i kind of want to segue this in to the florida game now because you saw it a little bit and there were still obviously struggles against kentucky but as they went in to gainesville Tough overall, ranked number 15. Florida has also come on really strong in the second half of SEC play here this season. They had to learn and find ways to play without Asia Blackwell. Yeah, That was going to be the only way that they were going to be able to win for obvious reasons. And once it finally got out there, it really started to manifest into a lot of things that we were talking about here this season. And it really started with Haley Frank. How often have we said on this podcast now, man, she really needs to be that number two. She really needs to step up. <clears throat> She shoots the ball really well. She needs to start shooting more, create better shots. She did all of those things. She became kind of that main thing that caught Florida off guard, and because of it, everything else was willing to flow around her. I agree. Like, it was it was amazing to see because at first I was like, ooh, this is going to be one of them games because when Haley Frank starts off slow, I, I as a watcher or I, as a fan of Mizzou would get, like, nervous. You know, I would be like, oh, here we go. But I feel like after those timeouts, she was really able to, like, come alive and she's kind of like one of those, she's like, if you're like, I watch a lot of anime, so I'm thinking like, you know how the battle goes, and you're like, oh, they're going to lose, they're going to lose, and then she <laughs> like comes back, and it's all this craziness, and they all this power, like, that's how I imagine Haley Frank, she's almost like one of those people where she has to warm up, she can't just like start off firing, she's not one of those players, she's like a bubble up, boil, like boil over effect type players, which it's fun to watch, nerve wracking, but fun. Yeah, she was really good yesterday. Besides that, to follow that up, not much more I can say after that, but she was really good. She scored 26 points. She's now 11 of 15 from three in her last three games. Like She's shooting 47% from the three-point line this season. That's tops in the SEC while being tied for the most makes in the conference. And it's just like, yeah, 
That, that, I mean, that, 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 like, they needed that performance yesterday. And in the, like, the South Carolina game was obviously their most impressive win. But as far as, like, circumstances go, yesterday was the one they needed the most. Yeah. And she delivered maybe her best performance of the year. Two and, two and seven against, or two and five against ranked opponents. Both times they've won without Asia Blackwell. I don't think that's some sort of, I think it's more of a coincidence because I think undoubtedly when she's on the court, I think they have definitely played their best performances with her there. I'm not saying, because, you know, there, there were so many people that came out. I even saw Dave Matter come out and say something along the same lines, basically talking about not saying that this is why or they're playing better without Asia Blackwell, but it's a very, very weird coincidental stat. Yeah. You get the number one, you get the most <clears throat> impressive win of anyone this year by beating South Carolina, and then you also beat this really, really good Gators team. Is it something where when every player is back and now that this SEC tournament here is going to be upon us here soon, that Missouri has finally found themselves? It looks like in the last, I would say, I don't know, three three games now, it looks like the shooting percentages overall, not just for Haley Frank, but especially the three-point shooting percentages are right back where they were originally. It seems like the pace is back, the flow is back. Is this team ready to make some sort of run? Define run. (laughs) <laughs> I, like that is a, like I'm not saying take the SEC tournament, but at least uh, make a little bit of noise if everything goes right. The problem is, is that they're going to get South Carolina in their second game if they yeah. win, and yeah. like I don't want to sound pessimistic or just write it off mm. completely, but stuff beating them once was hard enough. Yeah, and beating them twice that would be crazy. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, they're obviously playing better, but as far as making a run goes, they need that game against Arkansas. Yes. I, I just want to – I don't even want to think about the South Carolina. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a coach's answer and say we're just going to focus on Arkansas because <laughs> it, it makes the most sense. They couldn't get past Arkansas twice. So th- third time's a charm? Question mark? I don't know. I feel like – and to speak on the Asia Blackwell not being there and them winning the ranked games, I thought about that. When, when I knew – when I saw it, like when I saw her at Silver Ball, uh, I was like, oh, okay, they're going to play Florida – it's going to be one of those games where everyone's going to be like, oof, they are shorthanded. How's it going to go? But when I was writing the game, I was like, this might be this might be the one where they, they're able to win, kind of similar to like South Carolina, because I feel like when your back's against the wall, you just perform better. I also, like, I'm not saying that they're better without Asia Blackwell in the slightest. Right. But that the offense, like, just flows a little better. Asia Blackwell is a really good post player, but she's not, and she's athletic. She grabs a lot of rebounds, obviously. But on offense, sometimes she's not big enough to play with those, like, obviously taller players in the mm-hmm. SEC. At 6'1", she's great, and she produces, and she shoots the ball really well from the inside. She's fifth in the conference in field goal percentage, I think. But sometimes when we can pull the, when Missouri can pull those post players away from the basket, there's just more space on the court, and it provides more open looks. <laughs> you provide more room for Mama Dembele to get to the hoop, and she did that really well yesterday. And, yeah. It was interesting to watch. Made almost, and we're talking about Florida here, made almost 50% on both field goal percentage and three-pointers. Well, I guess not 50%, but 44.2% and 46.7% from three. Those are not numbers where you shake your head at. Those are those are pretty legitimate overall. And when you combine that with going 25 for 29 on free throws, being able to get to the line, yeah. to your point, Nate, when Asia Blackwell is not usually corroding that inside paint layer, it creates a lot more space. And when it creates more space, it also creates more slashing. When it creates more slashing, yeah. it creates more fouls. More fouls, especially for a good shooting team like this, usually means more free throws. So it is an interesting 
it's an interesting perspective to look at and see how they work with Blackwell, without Blackwell. Okay. We got to the point now. We've been dancing around it. We've gone through our recaps before we get into this SEC tournament game against Arkansas. That's the big news. You know, Asia Blackwell, one of the undisputed best players in the country, are honestly, at this point, and has been for a lot of this season, hasn't played this past week. And now, from confirmed reports that were coming, that came out on Friday, from Monday, we know exactly what happened. So would you guys like to shed some light on that? Sure. So... <clears throat> they they were cited for I'm not gonna say it in the logistical way, but it's like they were cited for mar- marijuana possession. So that was Asia Blackwell, Kyadora, and Skyla Travis. And we get into the like the nitty gritty details of where they were caught and the, the infamous spot, or apparently. So the speculation is they were caught on top of the police department garage which is virginia avenue right above it yeah that that's so not not the smartest place in order to get caught doing that kind of thing but either way that i am not too necessarily sure if it has technically been confirmed or not yet if you guys can help me out with that that'd be great but even if that's not confirmed we know that it is confirmed from the columbia police department for missouri that they were caught there yeah they were caught by i believe the university police and Hold on, we, we can find it. Yeah, it, it was the okay. It was the University of Missouri Police Department. So yes, it was confirmed by them that they were caught there Monday. That is why these select players did not play Thursday or Sunday here this week. The only question I have for this now is because more than likely it looks like they are going to be able to play. Strong possibility in the coaches speak. Yes. <laughs> Strong possibility that they're going to be able to play if the reports are actually true that it was on top of Virginia Ave. I feel like from a head coaching perspective, you just kind of have to look and be like, come on, really? Come on. Like, really? <laughs> like, out of anywhere. Yeah, all the of, spots. Yeah, of all the spots. Yeah, it's got to be one of those, you know, like pinch between the eye, like the skin in between your eyes, and you just kind of like the frustrated <laughs> brow. You have the come on, man sound from Monday Night Football. <laughs> yes, Cute honestly, I, I could get it in here. I could. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll put that in here later. Don't worry. But uh, and it'll it'll appear at some point. But when we're looking at it from that perspective, the only thing that I have curiosity to now, as they're moving into the SEC tournament, it's not like this happened midseason, where they have a lot more games to be like, you know what, let's get back on track, you know, let's just put that beside, find our flow of things, get back into this position that we're supposed to be in. They don't have that time. They're entering SEC play very soon. Yeah. By very soon, I mean, we're talking the SEC tournament starts Thursday, March 3rd. So this upcoming Thursday, they're going to be playing Arkansas at 12 p.m. How do you mend that? How do you fit that back into things? Because here's another perspective that we were just talking about, going back to the basketball side of things. In the games where Asia Blackwell either didn't play or came off the bench, it's been a crazy sort of uplifting energy to this team. And I'm mainly talking about, was it the Mississippi State game where she didn't start ended up coming off the bench, and because of it, it was like a needed fuel to really keep this team moving yeah. throughout the entirety of the game instead of some quarter stalls that we've seen earlier this season. How does how do you fix this dynamic? Because it's not just also on the court thing. It's also a locker room thing where are there going to be some players who are deserveably frustrated with, like, listen, we're, we're going into, you know, tournament play. Yeah. It looks like we might even be on the verge or, honestly, at this point, solidify that NCAA tournament berth heading into SEC tournament play before that. 
And these are the kind of things that are coming out. I feel like that's something that's at least going to be a little confusing and hopefully they can get it under wraps. I don't know. I like we're obviously going to find out very quickly as soon as starting lineups are announced. Like mm-hmm. we're going to find out whether she's I mean, I guess we're not going to find out whether she's playing, but if she's I, we think she's going to play. So sorry to get to that. <laughs> Took a while. Bounced around a little bit. But if she's not starting and you kind of see that offense flow like it did against Florida, then it's going to be like, okay, like she's like going to be needed as someone who brings energy off the bench and rebounds rather than go out there and score 25 points kind of thing. I'm not sure that this locker room, based off everything that we've heard from the head coach, that there is going to be any resentment or use whatever word you want to use for that. So mm. if that's something to look out for, I, I don't know if it's there. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like <clears throat> they're all kind of like they just want the team to do well. They seem like those kinds of players. It doesn't seem like a selfish locker room mm-hmm. by any means. Even like they're some of the best players. Haley Frank, she won't take some shots just because it just she has like an unselfish nature. Same with like Haley Troop. You could say it for pretty much any of the players. But I will say it will be kind of it'll be interesting. I feel like if they don't start either way, I would say it'll be just kind of depends what they want to go with. Do they want to start if if Asia Blackwell plays? And if Ladeja Williams doesn't have any like issues playing as well, I don't mind having either of them come off the bench. That's kind of like the one player, one spot that's kind of like always rotating between those two. So I think it should be interesting. But against Arkansas, I don't know which one I would go with yeah, <laughs> as a coach. No, that's, that's a great way to segue into this because, well, if there's ever going to be a time to get it right quickly, it's going to have to be now because yeah. this, is, this is a team that you are 0-2 against this year. From your guys' viewpoint, from those games, what were they doing wrong in those two games, and how can they transition and fix it going into this week on Thursday? Amber Ramirez is a really, really good basketball player for Arkansas, and she has had two of her best games of the season against the Tigers, and she, like, they have a such a talented backcourt that it gives a lot of, like, it gives a lot of teams problems, but Missouri especially, they're really athletic, they match up well size-wise, Amber Ramirez can shoot. Samara Spencer has been a really good freshman, and then Michaela Daniels kind of does everything for them. So I think like the biggest key there is just going to be controlling that backcourt. You can't just let them fire away threes. You have to stop them when they're going to the basket. I think like their bigs beating you is better than their guards beating you because obviously the guards are going to be hitting threes when they're beating you. So that's my opinion. No, yeah. I mean, they they were doing so well the second time when they were playing at home against Arkansas. But I I don't know. I think it was just they got to really make sure to keep, which is hard to do, but just to keep momentum on their side because that's what really kind of killed everything was that Amber Ramirez deep three right before halftime. That just took away everyone's confidence, I guess. But it's like they they had them. They already had them, but then it's basketball, so of course it's not a whole bunch of you had them. It's a whole bunch of just runs, but – they got to keep momentum on their side, and they got to really step up their perimeter defense, cause it's gonna be it's gonna be a splash show. Could be a Missouri splash show, could be an Arkansas splash show, but somebody's gonna splash. So, be interesting to see. Yeah, Ramirez is averaging twenty three points a game against the Tigers this season in two games. Like Jeez. the first one, it was like, well, she shot four of sixteen from the field, but she got to the free throw line twelve times, and it's kind of like, well, if she's getting the free throw <laughs> line, are you really stopping her, kind of thing? And then. The second time they played, she lit them up, shot, hit four threes, eight of 15 from the field, 
25 points. She was fantastic at Mizzou Arena. Okay, so perimeter defense is going to be a must here in this game. Mama Dembele is going to have to bring it. Yes. She's going to have to bring it. If Asia Blackwell plays, we'll see. Usually she's obviously not that perimeter player to that point. The other thing that's going to have to be here in this mix is the fact of, I think especially when you look at the other thing, and we talked about three balls earlier, shot efficiency. Yeah. Because they shot what? It had to be over 25 freeze, threes or something the last time they played Arkansas. Usually that would go in their favor, but when you're shooting 33s or so, some odds, you only make eight or nine of them. Yeah. It's not going your way. It's not going your way, especially when you look back at that game and seeing how well they were shooting inside the paints and still couldn't get it done. Sometimes I feel like this team, even though they know how good of a three-point shooting team they can be, you also have to work with what the team's giving you. Yeah. So if they can really get that back on track, analyze from the offensive end what Arkansas is giving them and continue to capitalize, I think this might be a, a really, really interesting matchup going into it. But before we end it, got to do another got to do another pick. Can All I right. make one point regarding what you yes, just said? Yes, of course you can. Uh, I think there was some frustration there because yeah. that came off games against Tennessee and Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, they didn't make a three. Tennessee, they didn't have much success. Oof. And it was kind of like, Arkansas is not the biggest. We're going to get in your face. We're mm-hmm. like, And, you know, they saw those openings and – was far away. I mean, there was five different players. Sorry, I didn't really reach in the mic. Five different players took at least three three-pointers. And, you know, Lauren Hansen, yeah. Asia Blackwell taking three three-pointers? Mm. <laughs> like, she's she'll better, hit she, some. She's, she'll hit some, but she's better going to the basket. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like Arkansas was kind of baiting them into threes, and because Missouri was frustrated with lack of success on the perimeter, it was like, all right, we're going to fire away. And if they can kind of just be more patient this time, better yeah. shot selection. Those threes are still going to be there, but if they're from the right players, obviously going to make a huge difference. They got a lot of shot takers this time around, hopefully, as per usual. And if it's keeping up with space, they usually have a lot of shot makers too, not just takers. Yeah. So that's going to be something that is extremely important going into this one. But all right, nine seed, eight seed, Thursday, March 3rd, 12 p.m. Missouri's taking on Arkansas. Who you guys got and what's your score prediction? Shannon said third time's a charm earlier. I got 79-74, Mizzou. Oh, that's pretty good. I would say 82-84, Mizzou. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be three strikes and you're out here with this one. I'm going to say Arkansas 70, Mizzou 65. I hope I'm wrong. Have you been right once? I hope I'm wrong. No. Okay, well. So, exactly. You know what I mean? I got got to pick against them here because hopefully it ends up going the opposite way, which is – my trend here so that's that that would be ideal but either way this has been episode five of full court press on missouri women's basketball i'm cameron connor shannon belt and nate marcus and we'll see you guys next time to recap all of this sec tournament action with once again that's thursday march 3rd at 12 p.m we'll see you guys next time thank you for listening to full court press on missouri women's basketball Music by Pistol Jazz, produced by Cameron Connor.